Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. If you've been listening to my show for a while, or you've been following me on Instagram lately, you know that my husband and I are about to have our first child. Now, we're in our mid-30s, so we've seen many of our friends have babies over the last decade. And one thing we've consistently heard from our friends was that they had too much baby stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say lately, you don't need all that stuff. So to help us create our baby registry and our list of items to get our home ready for baby, I enlisted the help of my friend and fellow Quick and Dirty Tips host, Cheryl Butler. Cheryl is Mighty Mommy on the QDT network, and for good reason. She has eight kids. I figured if there was anyone who could give me the lowdown on what we would really need and what we could skip buying, it would be her. I'm excited that Cheryl is joining me on the show today to go over the essential items that expecting parents should have in stock ready for when baby arrives. So welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. And this is, you know what? It's a pivotal day for this interview because today my oldest child of eight is turning 23. Wow. And I have my youngest at age 10. So I have a span of eight kids between ages 10 and 23. And my oldest daughter, Brittany, came to us through adoption because my husband and I had uh, six years of infertility, if you can believe that. And be oh. careful what you ask for because now we are the proud parents of eight kids. So it's kind of special that today we're doing this because she's 23 and uh, we adopted her out in Colorado. So I know you're out in Arizona. So kind of sort of out there. Um, we're on the East Coast in Rhode Island. So listen, doesn't matter where you're having a baby. It's all good. And I would be happy to share all my years of what I've learned of all the stuff, the paraphernalia, what I think you need and what you can do without. I'm here to share. So I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. I love it. Now, before I get started, I do want to point out that all the items we're talking about today are available on Amazon.com. Not only is it fast and convenient to order your baby supplies from Amazon, but if you start from the banner on quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon, you help support the work of all the Quick and Dirty Tips hosts like Cheryl and me. So go to quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon and look for that banner. So now let's jump into this. Now I've got things kind of organized my category that I wanted to ask you about, Cheryl. So why don't we start with bedtime? I've been seeing these lists of things of, a, you know, you need a million things just to put a kid to bed. What are the <laughs> things that we actually need to have in our home? Well, let me start by saying, Amanda, I loved your one of the things you prefaced. You've heard from lots of other people that they end up inundated with too much stuff. I am here to tell you, as the mighty mommy of eight kids... Stuff is absolutely not what you need, and you end up with way too much of it. Um, for those of you that have baby showers, that is awesome, and then you have the well-wishers and the family members that are bringing you gifts left and right, and then you want to shop yourself. So I'm just going to start by saying before we even jump into the bedtime stuff, you will be so surprised at how little you really do need to have a baby, and that's because, let me say, they grow so quickly uh, and we all get these little romantic, idyllic notions about having the cute outfits and all the extra, everything you could possibly need from the super duper strollers to all the accessories. You can really whittle it down and do it on like six or seven really good items. So I know that might sound like a bummer, like, oh God, I want all this cute <laughs> stuff. 
But trust me, you you can still have a lot of cute stuff, but you don't need 20 little outfits for bedtime and then all these little socks and booties and everything else that are just so adorable when you're shopping or at a shower when people are giving them to you. But less is more. Trust me, I've got eight kids. I've been there, done that. And I can I can tell you, you can, you can still have a wonderful experience and you don't have to be inundated with stuff. So let's talk bedtime. Nightgowns. Let's start with the little things that they're going to sleep in. One of my favorite things, and I knew nothing because we adopted our first one, as I said, and I had exactly five days to gather things before we left Rhode Island to Colorado to get a baby registry together. I had no absolute knowledge that this baby was coming because we had been waiting for so long. We got a call and we had to run and go. So I overdid it because I thought we needed to have a lot of stuff, but I'm telling you through my experience, the nightgowns, those little all like sack nightgowns with the little cinchy bottoms, uh, you can either have a little tie drawstring in the bottom or the elastic in the bottom and baby love that. They cozy up in it and it helps them sleep and just be all, you know, like they were back in the uh, womb, so to speak. So you really, a good six of those honestly, it's all you need because one thing that comes with babies is laundry. You're going to be doing a lot of laundry. So since you're going to be doing the laundry, you can wash these things. You don't need to have 20 of them. Half a dozen are perfect. Uh, then there are the one-piece pajamas, those little one-pieces that have the little snaps in the crotch so that you can open them up easily and open the diapers because, yes, with a newborn, you're going to be changing lots of diapers. So those, you know, four or five of those are fine. You're going to be washing those too. Babies do have several changes a day. There's just no question. Whether it be they spit up after feeding or they have a blowout in a diaper, it's going to happen. And you're going to just throw it in the wash. So don't think you need to have dozens of these things on hand. Now, if you get a lot of these things at your baby showers and things, hey, you know what? That's okay. You'll have extra pairs on hand for your diaper bag or just to set aside at nighttime when you're getting ready for the for the nighttime routine, which we'll talk about. But don't think you need to have dozens of things on hand because you're going to be able to grab from what you've just laundered and you're just going to need a few things, a few extra things to get through your, your first month or so. Then there's the little booties. Oh, God, don't we all love a good pair of shoes? Um, <laughs> especially if you're going to have a little girl baby. They're just so cute. But you know what? Just a little something to cover their feet because heads and feet, that's the things that, that the babies get cold with. So one, you know, two pair are plenty because let me tell you, those adorable little feet at birth, they grow fast. And those little booties, they're not going to last for long. So don't go overboard with those. And then a skull cap. As awful as I think that sounds, I don't know why we call them skull caps, but um, that's what they're called. Babies do really love to retain that heat in their head. So if you get um, two or three of those that you can have on hand to change in and out, that's all you need. And then, oh, my favorite, Amanda, are the swaddle blankets. These, I'm going to tell you to up the ante on. I, I had a dozen of these, um, and I always did for all eight of my babies, because these are the things you're going to wrap your baby in right from birth. And the nurses in the hospital, or even if you have a home birth, um, whoever your midwife is, they're going to show you how to wrap your baby up as tight and cozy as can be in these swaddle blankets. And these are the things that they're going to spit up on or poop in, whatever. But you know, a dozen of these, you throw them in the wash, they wash well, and you're going to have them for the first couple of months. And then the last little thing I would say is music. Now, a lot of people talk about white noise or something to keep the baby 
content and at sleep because they're so used to being all cozied up inside of mom before birth. And then they come out and it's all this, you know, extra noise around them. Um, and my kids, each one, the last one, number eight, she was really used to a lot of noise when she was born. But music, if you have a little musical mobile or maybe um, some kind of a little music box that might mean something special to you and you have that to play at night or even when the baby is sleeping just to give them something comforting because they retain all that when they're sleeping. That's a nice little extra touch. But pretty much that's uh, that's what you need for the bedtime routine. Nice. And at my shower, I got a few of the muslin uh, swaddle blankets and all of the moms that were at the shower said, oh my gosh, the muslin ones are the way to go because you can just wrap them so tight in that. Yes. And that, that, yeah, that muslin fabric is perfect. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Okay. Moving on to bath supplies. What do I need to have to be able to make sure the baby is clean for the first couple months? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first, let me tell you, there's nothing like the smell of a newborn bathed baby. There's just, oh, I can just still inhale and smell all of my kids after a bath. It was just precious. Again, bath supplies can run the gamut from the fanciest little contraptions, or you can just stay to the basics and enjoy it just as much. So there are so many baby bathtubs out there. And usually most you know, moms are registered um, for, for different places like Kids Are Us, Babies Are Us, or, or different places like that. But you just, a good old-fashioned baby bathtub that you can even sit in the sink in your kitchen or you can put in the bathtub in your, in your bathroom. Um, just something that keeps them safe and doesn't keep them from sliding. And you can get something for $15 all the way up to like $60. Bucks. Um, and believe me, I had several of them with eight kids. And I had the basic one. Um, I started out fancy. I'll tell y'all, with the first baby, I wanted to have everything just as best as it could be. And, you know, friends were so excited for us because of all our years of infertility. So we, we got inundated with so many little extra baby things. But by the time I got on to the number six, seven, or eighth kid, I was happy to have the little old $20 baby bathtub that just had a little lining in it. And I could put a little thing around for her or his head. And um, then just, you know, baby soap. I always went with the, the gentle soaps that they had. I mean, there's so many things on the market now, organic soaps or good old Johnson & Johnson, whatever you're comfortable with. And, you know, most soaps and shampoos, you can in, they're in, interchangeable, so you don't even need a special shampoo. You can use the soap for the shampoo. Um, and the, my favorite are those little soft towels that have the little hooded baby hoods on them and you can just take your baby out of the bathtub and wrap him or her in it and it has got a little hood on it and you just snuggle with them and they smell so good. So two to four of those are plenty. And then, you know, a baby hairbrush, I have to be honest, I had one of those for my first couple of kids. Uh, my first baby that we adopted, she was a girl and then my firstborn was a boy. Um, I didn't really use the hairbrush that much. I used just kind of combed it with my fingers, but if you want a little baby hairbrush, that's just so sweet. And then the soft washcloths, you know, those are great. Anything soft, organic fabrics, I love that because I'm kind of a, an organic person. But just a soft washcloth, I mean, I usually had a dozen of those on hand so that I could always have them ready to go at bath time. Well, and they're good for bath time. And from what I've heard, you know, having a bunch of those on hand just to, you never know when you're going to need to wipe something up. So, <laughs> and there's lots to wipe up. Um, <laughs> and believe me, it's a, you never know it. Every day is a surprise with a baby, especially when it's your first one. So just be ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. My husband and I were at the store looking at bathtubs and he, he said, do we really need a bathtub? Can't we just put them in the sink? And I'm like, 
<laughs> ever held a wet baby, have you? Those they're slippery little things. They <laughs> are. They are very slippery, and they they're just they're very pliable. And babies, you know, they're so forgiving. Their little their little arms and legs bend every which way. And uh, gosh, to to bend like that now, when I look at you know my kids that are older, I'm thinking, how were they that flexible way back when? But yes, when they are wet, they are super slippery. So yes, you have to have a little baby bathtub. <laughs> Well, let's move on to first aid. Hopefully we will not need first aid things too much, but let's move on to that. And uh, what are your recommendations that we have on hand? Well, you know, Amanda, a first aid kit, yes, you hope you don't have to have them. But even if it's not, if you're not considering it first aid, you do need some little things to get through, like the baby nail clippers, for instance. Baby's nails, usually most of my kids were born with a good set of nails. And like that first or second day after birth, they would like kind of cling on to me and I would get like scratched or they'd scratch themselves. So baby nail clippers are great to have regardless of whether you want to call it first aid or not, because they need to be clipped and um, you don't want them to cut themselves. So that's an art all in itself. That's probably another episode all in itself, but have a pair of a good pair of those on hand. Cotton balls, you know, you can always use those, especially if you have a baby boy um, and he's going to be circumcised, things like that. Um, a baby thermometer. I love the ones that you can use in the air. Um, we didn't have those when my daughter, who's now 23 today, when she was born, but several years after that, those came out and those are wonderful because, you know, if a baby feels hot, the old fashioned way was the rectal thermometer, and that's never pleasant. So, when you can just pop it in their ear when they're sleeping and find out what their temp is, it's perfect. Oh, bulb syringe and a nasal aspirator. You'll probably get one of these at the hospital when the baby is born from your doctor or your midwife. I can't tell you how invaluable this is because babies get a lot of gook in their or gook or gook, whatever you want to call it, in their nose and in their throat and this is like a little bulb syringe and you just kind of plop it in the side of their mouth squeeze it and pull it and it'll pull out a lot of extra um just a lot of stuff that they have in there and it will help them breathe better and also in their nose because they can't blow their nose those cute little noses so you'll learn how to do that you'll just put it gently in their nostril and you'll squeeze and you'll aspirate it out and you'll pull a <laughs> a lot of stuff out of there. But then it helps them breathe so much better. And I have to tell you, it's a little satisfying to get that stuff out of there. Um, then a medicine dropper. Um, God forbid, you know, the baby gets sick early on. You do need um, to give them little baby infant Tylenol or whatever. This will, you can usually get that with the, with the Tylenol itself. But I always had one on hand because you never know um, what else you'll use it for. And then Vaseline or petroleum jelly and sterile gauze for circumcision care. Um, I had five boys. I've got eight kids. Five of them are boys. So I had lots of experience with this. And you definitely want to keep that area clean and um, comfortable for them. And then the infant Tylenol and then antibiotic cream. I'm As a mom of eight, I never, ever am out without Neosporin or antibiotic cream. They have... Uh, different kinds of brands. You can get a generic brand, but I usually have Neosporin on hand and you can have that for babies as well. Saline nasal drops. Um, if a baby gets a cold, those work great with that little bulb syringe that we were just talking about. And those are over the counter and easy to get. And then of course, one of my favorites, disinfecting hand soap. 
for grownups because when that baby comes, you're going to have everybody and then some coming wanting to hold the baby, congratulate you, um, just spend time with you. And you know what? I, I loved that. Even off with my eighth baby, I was so happy to share and show her off. But I also wanted everyone to wash their hands before they touched her because that's how germs are spread. And if we're proactive in that department, uh, that saves a lot of heartache and headaches as far as getting colds and sick. So have a few bottles of disinfecting hand soap on hand. Perfect. I love that list. So, okay, well, let's move on to everybody's favorite part of being a new parent, the diapering and changing section. What do we need to have on hand here to keep our baby changed and clean all the time? Oh my goodness. Now this is a great topic. I mean, it's just kind of fun. Even me being a mom uh, with my oldest 23, I can look back. I knew nothing about diapering, even though I'm the oldest of five kids and I was always a babysitter all my life. You still don't know until you're the parent, what the heck you're going to need as far as changing diapers. Again, one of the things that I thought I really needed when I became a mom for the first time was a changing table. And we put that in with our nursery furniture. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't use it very much. Um, I used it maybe the first couple of weeks, but then I started realizing, you know, the baby and I are portable. And if we were in the family room, well, I wasn't going to pop up to the nursery and do the diapers. So I would just put a little changing mat down and change her right on the living room floor. So changing tables are awesome. If you get a deal with your nursery furniture, great. You don't feel like you need to have one. They take up space for one thing. And honestly, um, I mean, if it, if it's part of a bureau, maybe, and you have drawers underneath it, great. But if you get one just as a changing table, that's up to you. It's just one of those individual choices you get to make, but don't feel you need one because just a nice pad that you can lay down anywhere. That's what I had. I took it around the house with me and I changed the baby anywhere and then some. So you can start with that. Diapers, as we just talked about, there will be something on Amanda's website that can kind of list diaper changes per day. But honestly, um, you probably are going to go through a good dozen of diapers a day. And my biggest advice for diapers for new parents is the size. Diaper sizes are very deceiving because you see these cute little newborn diapers and you might get a lot for gifts at the beginning in showers or people that come to the hospital, they give you diapers. That's what we get a lot of. But babies grow fast and those cute little infant diapers are not going to fit forever. So just gauge that. Just know that that cute little beginning of life, newborn stage, those diapers are not going to last forever. So don't overstock those because you're going to be stuck with a, a lot of diapers because they grow so quickly. So just keep in mind the size of the diapers because they'll they'll show you on the uh, the packaging of the diapers. And I'm sorry to say, I can't even remember, but I think it goes up to like size six. There's like six stages of diapers. But those little newborn ones, don't get too many of those because they don't last forever. And then things like the diaper pails. Okay, I have to be honest, I never had a diaper pail. I'm telling you as Mighty Mommy, never had one. I used to wrap everything up tightly in a little plastic bag and we disposed of it. That was one way we saved money. My sister had a baby shortly after me and she had this super duper diaper pail that could do everything but change the, you know, 
load the dishwasher. And I was like in awe of it, but you know, she didn't really use it either. So just keep that in mind. Um, but so the little extra baggies for poopy diapers that you get that are wrapped in your newspaper, if you're a recyclable person like I am, you know, take advantage of your grocery bags, wrap them up in that, and you don't need anything fancy, believe me. Powder, you know, good old baby powder, that's always good for a rash. I, I still use that. And my, my older kids still use baby powder, believe it or not. So that's always good to have on hand. Diaper wipes, those will be your best friend. Love the hypoallergenic brand. Honestly, we went through about two packages a week in the beginning. Some people like to heat their diaper wipes. I'm not one of those people because it was just one more extra piece of paraphernalia that I didn't even think that I needed. I'm not even sure if they have that for my first couple of kids, but that's a little extra expense. You have to plug them in. And so keep that in mind. Babies are adaptable. That's the great thing about babies. You might have to do a cold diaper wipe on their, their cute little tushies, but they're going to be just fine. They don't need to have a heated diaper wipe. And then a diaper bag. I'll tell you what, they've come a long way, baby, as that saying goes, <laughs> since I had my first baby. The diaper bags out there are practically like pieces of luggage. They're fashionable. They're smart. They have the right compartments. If you get a good diaper bag, it can last you right through newborn to when they're toddlers and potty training. So get yourself the best diaper bag you can because it's going to be with you for everything. And especially if you're on an on-the-go mom that works or you like to, you know, you've got other kids you can use it for so many different things. So get yourself a great diaper bag. And then cloth diapers. I have to tell you, I don't have any experience with cloth diapers. I always choose disposable. Ooh, I know. So if that, that's one of those controversial parts of parenting. But if you're into cloth diapers, I'll tell you that's come a long way because I have friends that have done that. There are so many wonderful services out there now. So you'd need to research that in your neck of the woods, wherever you live. But the way that cloth diapers are done now are so different than back in the day when my mom had me. So don't be afraid of using a cloth diaper service. If that's what you're into and you would like to do that, I completely encourage you because it's so different. It's not the old stick pins and everything. It's completely different. And I, um, I admire people that want to do that. So go for it. But I don't have any much more to say than that. But it, it has really changed and evolved. And I think it's, it's really great now. Perfect. Yeah, we're we're going to give that a shot. We I don't know if we'll be able to do it all the time, especially if we go back into the RV living. It might not be quite as feasible, but for the time being, if we're in a house or visiting family, I figure if we can at least swap in cloth diapers every now and then, we can save ourselves some trash and some disposable costs. So that was Perfect. something I did have on my, on my registry and was pretty excited to get because they are an investment up front. But honestly, my friend who bought the cloth diaper sets for us bought it because she was so curious to see if we'd actually follow through with it. She's a mom of two and it was almost a challenge. She's like, I bought it because I wanted to see if you'd do it. So yeah, let's, we should do a follow-up. We'll do a follow-up blog or something about it because I think it's great. I have friends that have used them and they swear by them. And I, I maybe because I had so many kids one right after the other, which I never had anticipated after infertility for six years. Um, I just was going more for the convenience, but it's completely different now. And I totally admire it. So I say, go for it. And, and I think you're up for the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to feeding. What do we have? I mean, breastfeeding formula, moms choose all kinds of different things and everything is beautiful however they want to do it for their babies, but you know, bottles, burp rags, how many do we need, really? 
Honestly, um, I, my first baby, obviously adopted, I, I bottle fed the second baby I bottle fed and then I breastfed the rest of my kids. So I've been to both avenues. So when you're bottle feeding, you really could use about eight to 10 bottles. The little four ounce bottles are going to be what you need for the first couple of months. And then you're going to shoot on over to the eight ounce bottle. So if you have eight or nine, four ounce bottles and maybe six, eight ounce bottles, you're doing well. If you're planning on going back to work and you want to have um, people use your breast milk when you're not there, then you need a good breast pump. And those are very individual. So you just need to look into what you're comfortable with there. Oh, my favorite is burp rags. And you can also use the swaddle cloths for burp rags if you want, because that's what I did eventually. You'd need about a dozen of those because little babies have a lot to spit up. So get yourself a lot of those. And if you are um, breastfeeding, uh, one gift you can give yourself is make sure you get some ointment for your nipples. Believe me, the first time I breastfed, honest to God, I had no idea what I was in for. Um, let's just say that first couple of weeks is excruciating, but then it gets a lot better and it's a most wonderful, amazing thing ever. So I'm all for it. Like I said, breastfed six of my kids. So that's, I think, all you really need. Formula will be individual depending on, they'll help you at the hospital or your pediatrician will help you get on a, the right brand of formula and they'll guide you as to how much the baby's going to need to to eat right off the beginning. Awesome. And one other thing you had mentioned to me offline was a nursing pillow and Boppy is kind of that, that popular brand. Oh, yes. Those are great. And at the beginning, they're very, that helps because you're sore. You're going to be sore after having a baby and your body's sore and breastfeeding, your nipples are sore and you're tired. So anything that will give you a little extra comfort, go for it. And that Boppy, I, I had several of those. I totally love them. And the great thing about boppies is that they transition with the baby. They can be used for so many different things as they get older. So I love those. Exactly. Yeah, let's move on to clothing. Like you said, it's so fun to go buy the cute stuff, but what do we really need? Listen, I think a few cute baby outfits are awesome, but don't kill yourself and spend the money because they're going to grow so fast. You're not going to even have a chance to enjoy them in those outfits. So, you know, two or three of those cute outfits every time they get a growing spurt is great. But onesies are super. Those are those little body suits that have the half sleeves or you can get the long sleeves that your, your baby is going to really live in at the beginning of their first couple of months. And eight or so of those is perfect. Little socks, like we talked about the booties back their couple of pairs of booties well socks maybe six pair of baby socks to keep their feet warm even in the summer you're going to want to keep their feet warm if they're in air-conditioned spaces like I said the few cute outfits you can't resist you know, just don't go overboard you really don't need more than four to six of those I know I sound like a, a killjoy but trust me <laughs> after eight kids I know and then the seasonal items like a sweater or a jacket again they grow fast so with that in mind you really don't need a couple more uh, more than a couple of like a sweater or a little jacket then when they get older six to nine months you might have a you know two or three of those but if you're having your babies in the in the spring and summer months two is plenty. So travel, if we're planning on taking the baby on the road with us, what do we need here? All right. Well, I think almost everybody knows you need an infant car seat, which is a safety issue in itself. And you can't even leave the hospital without an infant car seat because they'll check that when you're leaving. So you need a good infant car seat. I love the ones that your child could grow in that you could use. Uh, they face the rear when they're infants. And then when they reach a certain weight um, or age, the car seat turns around and faces the front. So if you can get one that adapts to both, which is what I did, um, you're golden because that saves you a lot of money. And it's just a great tool 
school just to have something they can grow into. A great stroller. I'll tell you what, because I have eight kids and I had a lot of kids back to back. I usually had a double stroller, but um, something that you can just quickly snap, you know, fold together and get in your car and then take it out. If you're traveling, we used to travel all the time on an airplane. So we had a couple of strollers, invest in a good one. It's definitely worth your money, especially if you're planning on having more kids, it'll, it'll get you through two or three kids. And then a baby carrier, sometimes the car seat serves as that. So you might luck out and be able to do that. But one of those little baby carriers that you can get your baby around in will save you a little bit of extra hassle, have in hands-free um, and, I mean, I'll tell you, because we had so many kids, we had to have our hands free. So you want to and have a good one of those as well. And then I honestly, you're going to be pretty adapted with your diaper bag and everything else you've learned along the way. So you don't need a lot of extra fancy travel stuff. Good to hear. Good to hear. Because there's not a lot of room in a lot of car trunks. So the less you have to put in there, the better it seems like. Less is more. That's my motto. <laughs> Okay, to wrap things up, what other equipment or is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet that you think I really need to have to get through that first couple of months at least? All right, I'll tell you what my three picks are for equipment, a glider or a rocker. I have the same one through all eight of my kids and one of those glider rockers that you can, you're going to be up at those uh, midnight and 2 a.m. feedings and what have you. If you're not going to be in your bed doing it, you can sit up and this is great for dad. If he's going to help, he can get in there and sit in the rocker and it just it's just an easy way to sit and relax and feed a baby at any time of the day. A baby bouncer seat. This was one of my top favorite things of all the baby stuff. You, they're not expensive. You can get one for like $25 or you can go up to maybe 40 or 50 bucks. But these little bouncer seats strap the baby in safely and you can easily transport it around the house. So if you're doing laundry and you want the baby near you, the baby can be in the baby bouncer seat sleeping and you can be doing your thing. Or if you want to take a shower, you can bring it into the bathroom with you. Highly recommend them. And then when the baby gets to be a couple months old and you want to lay them on their back or their tummy to play one of those baby play mats um, or little activity gyms with the things that they can check out what's over them, the black and white mobiles or just the different shapes. Those are fun and they're great if you want to go to a girlfriend's house and lay your baby down or to your mom or dad's house or even the playground, bring, bring one of those along and they can just lounge comfortably um, and they're easy, you know, very portable. So I love those three things. Awesome. I love it. Anything else that you can think of? Yeah. The last thing, Amanda, that I think is really important for a parent with, with anyone, with a baby or even a kid that's two or three or even an older kid, is something you can carry in the car for when you're traveling. So I always had a little laundry basket or a portable mesh carrier. And in it, I would keep extra diapers, burp rags, wipes, bottles, pacifiers, um, sippy cups, a blanket, change of clothes, water bottles, anything that I could just readily pick up and bring into the house to restock and then bring it back out into the car and have it. So when I was out on the go grocery shopping or at a friend's house, if I needed anything, it was always available and I constantly restocked it. I trained myself to do it. And even though my youngest is 10, I still keep things like snacks and tissues and things in the car um, because best thing, you never know when you're going to need it. And being prepared in parenthood is one of the best gifts you can give yourself. Uh, I can imagine that sometimes getting out of the house is a little difficult and stressful. So you don't want to be stranded somewhere without some of those items that you just mentioned. That sounds like a great idea to keep them in the car in a container all by themselves. So 
Okay. Well, awesome. I love all these tips and it's really helping me. You know, all your advice has really helped to keep things streamlined around our house. Um, so I really appreciate all your help with this and hope that the listeners have gotten some great tips too. Now, remember, if you are listening to this, you can help support the show by going to quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon to get your baby supplies or any other things that you need to order off of Amazon. And that will help the Quick and Dirty Tips hosts um, and the Quick and Dirty Tips network. So thank you again to Cheryl. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home.